This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is taking on the push for electric vehicles throughout the nation. Tuberville spoke on the podcast put out by former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich. He says the push is not about the economy or better energy options, but political control. Tuberville's comments comes after the Biden administration unveiled a new rule within the Environmental Protection Agency that would require two out of three cars sold to be electric by the year 2032. I went to several car manufacturers a couple of weeks ago even in my state, and they're transitioning to a huge amount of EV cars. And I said, well, first of all, where are you going to get your batteries from? I mean, who's going to charge these things? I mean, there is no common sense to this, Newt. There is no plan. All their plan is to get everybody under the control of the federal government and force people to go the EV route, which people can't afford it, as you just said. The expense is unbelievable. They're not going to be able to afford to charge it. And we can't make enough electricity for all these things. There's no plan, no common sense. And it's the same thing every day I hear here from this Biden administration and Democrats is we're going to do it for the American people. They're not doing it for the American people. They're doing it for the government. And if we don't stop it, we're going to be in huge trouble. State Senator Larry Stutz is pushing back at some claims that the Price Act is a Trojan horse for government to get more control over private schools and homeschooling parents. Stutz spoke on FM Talk 106.5 Out of Mobile with 1819 Executive Editor Jeff Poor. Number one, I, I would phrase it differently that it's not government money, it's your money. And we're simply putting the money in an education savings account to allow you to spend it how you want to spend it. And there's no requirement in the bill that would give the government any control over your private school or over your homeschool situation. But again, if uh, you're overly concerned about that, then don't participate. Uh, that's why it's completely voluntary from the student and parent side and also from the school side. The Price Act is the latest school choice bill to be offered in the legislative session. Many of the sponsors to the bill are hopeful that it will be passed this year. The defense lawyers in a case against the director of the Alabama Ethics Commission is asking for the case to be dismissed. The lawsuit is against Tom Albritton and other board members for personally benefiting financially from the Mabel Amos Memorial Fund that the board members are tasked with overseeing. The lawsuit was filed by a 10th grade student and her mother back in February. Tyra Lindsay is that student, along with her mother, Denise Rankin. They say the board showed favoritism to family members while distributing the scholarship funds. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall has joined the plaintiffs in this case. The defense attorney for Al Britton argued that the plaintiffs have ignored basic procedural requirements and that they lack standing. Attorney Ashby Pate called A.G. Marshall's actions in joining two separate lawsuits against the Ethics Commission as vexatious and improper. A proposed settlement amount is offered by the U.S. Department of Justice to the Mobile County Sheriff's Office when it comes to sexual harassment claims coming from 14 female corrections officers. The settlement is not yet finalized, but the amount would be for $2 million. The lawsuit was filed back in 2021, accusing the inmates of sexually harassing the female corrections officers and that the jail supervisors continue to ignore their reports on it or take action to stop it. Mobile County Sheriff Paul Birch told WKRG News that his office has not agreed to all the terms of the settlement, and when they do, they will make a public comment. 
Closing argument will be held today in Dothan in the murder trial against Coley McCraney regarding a cold case that got revived in the past two years due to DNA samples. On Monday, the defense called various witnesses to the stand, including McCraney himself. McCraney then went on to drop a bombshell claim that he had met one of the murder victims before, J.B. Beasley, just a few weeks prior to her death. McCraney said he met her at a Dothan Mall back in 1999 when he was 23 years old. McCraney then claims he gave Beasley his phone number to call his mother's house in order for them to meet up when she was in the area. McCraney had a girlfriend at the time and did not want Beasley calling his own home. McCraney then goes on to claim that the night of the murder, he actually met Beasley and her friend Tracy Hallett at a gas station in Ozark, where the girls were seen making a phone call on a payphone. McCraney then says that Beasley joined him in his truck where the two had sex. McCraney says the two girls left and he went home, never hearing about their deaths for days later. Well, a new trial date has been set for a former Huntsville police officer, William Darby. This coming December is when Darby's trial for the 2018 shooting death of Jeremy Parker will begin. Earlier this month, a judge declared a new trial for Darby after his attorneys successfully argued that the jury was not completely informed of how police officers are trained to respond to armed suspect situations. Darby was convicted back in May of 2021 and has spent over a year in prison already. After this new trial was ordered by the judge, Darby was then released on bond. Well, the Bud Light controversy has now brought Alabama into the mix. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders released a political campaign video that includes other female Republican governors, such as Governor Kay Ivey and South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, as well as Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. The whole gist of the video is to promote real women in politics as opposed to transgender women who are promoting Bud Light. The partnership that Bud Light has taken on with Dylan Mulvaney as a transgender woman has now cost them billions of dollars in lost market value and sales. The video goes on to promote four koozies with pictures of the real women of politics on the front in order to cover up any cold adult beverage a person might have in their hand, Bud Light or otherwise. Here's a snippet of that whole video. Today we salute all the real woman leaders of this great country. Real women don't have to fake it. Real women doing real things. Real women work too hard for this. Some big companies can't tell the difference between real and fake anymore. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the White House domestic policy advisor for Joe Biden is now stepping down in about a month. Susan Rice has tendered her resignation this week. Her last day will be May 26th. Rice served within the Obama administration as a critical advisor to the Obama agenda. She then moved over into the Biden administration with the same priorities when it comes to immigration, transgenderism, health care, gun safety, student loans, and more. Tucker Carlson has been unceremoniously dumped by Fox News this past Monday, despite the fact that ratings show Carlson to be the undisputable, popular, and highest-rated show on that network and across all other cable news shows. Carlson averages 3.5 million viewers a night. Carlson signed off from his Friday show last week by wishing everyone a good weekend and that he would see them again on Monday. Tucker then delivered a speech to the Heritage Foundation over the weekend, apparently unaware of what the Fox News executives were planning for him on Monday. Here's what he said. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. It's not about like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant and what do we do about that and victims of rape? I, you know, I get it. I, 
course I understand that, and I have compassion for everyone involved. But when the Treasury Secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy get an abortion? Well, that's like an Aztec principle, actually. There's not a society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice. Not one. I checked. Even the Scandinavians, I'm ashamed to say. It wasn't just the Mesoamericans, it was everybody. So like, that's what that is. Well, what's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy goal entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None of this makes sense in conventional political terms. When people or crowds of people, or the largest crowd of people at all, which is the federal government, the largest human organization in human history, decide that the goal is to destroy things, destruction for its own sake, hey, let's tear it down. What you're watching is not a political movement, it's evil. Independent journalist Matt Taibbi is issuing a warning about the U.S. media following a report from a whistleblower within the intelligence community. Taibbi was given documents from Twitter that showed the collusion that occurred between the federal government and the former Twitter executives in order to censor and block certain stories and accounts that were negative towards Joe Biden during the presidential campaign. Now Taibbi says the mainstream media is working in lockstep to silence the story from Michael Morell and how he was tasked with getting the 50 signatures from within the intelligence community to claim that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. At the time, Morell was the deputy director of the CIA when that letter went out. He was approached by Anthony Blinken about putting out the letter. Blinken at the time was the senior advisor to the Joe Biden presidential campaign and has since been appointed by Biden to be the U.S. Secretary of State. Taibbi writes in Substack that an all-time media blackout is in effect on this issue and that Americans are experiencing in real-time Sovietization by way of the mainstream media's willingness to squash this story. The House Judiciary Committee has demanded certain documents from Blinken about the letter and his request, and they have posted to their website more information on the whistleblower and the meeting with the Republicans. Two mass shooters who are now dead have left behind manifestos. The Louisville, Kentucky shooter, Connor Sturgeon, had 13 pages written down as to why he was going to shoot and kill five bank executives at the National Bank where he worked. Sturgeon said in the manifesto that he wanted to kill himself, he wanted to prove how easy it was to buy a gun, and he wanted to show that there's a mental health crisis in the U.S. On the other hand, with the shooter at the Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, Audrey Hale, there are still reams of journals, laptop computers, videos, and a suicide note that are still in the hands of the FBI and yet to be released in any part to the public or to the media. The FBI is calling the contents very dangerous to be placed in public knowledge. It's been almost a month since that shooting, which took the lives of three small children and three adults at that school. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.